0: Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what-do-I-do-when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Oh, hey there. Welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. It's Edwina Kennedy. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I am a registered pediatric dietitian. I'm a mom of two boys that are quickly turning into preteens, and I guess they are preteens. They're quickly turning into teenagers, which is absolutely crazy. And I am here to help you feel confident in raising your baby and toddler. I have been there and I've done that. I have seen all the things and tried all the things and researched all the things, and I have finally come up with a plan, a foolproof plan to get your baby and toddler into I guess adventurous eating mode and out of picky eating mode and (laughs) Enjoying mealtimes. We enjoy mealtimes like crazy. It's our favorite time in our house Basically sitting around the family table and connecting and just having like a really great meal and it seems impossible But it's totally not and all that stress that you're feeling i'm telling you mama can be gone When you have a plan and you know what perspective and outlook to um to take when it comes to feeding and I have courses for you that help. So if you're interested in those, you can always check out my baby-led feeding online course about starting solids and feeding your baby from 6 to 12 months. I should say 6 to 12 months of age. And I have my feeding toddlers online course, which is for toddlers ages 1, 2, I would say about 7 or 8 years old. Although it is called feeding toddlers, it's Definitely not just for toddlers, it's just kind of the time that I recommend you start that course. So that is that. I also want to ask before we get into today's topic, which is on bedtime snacks. Bedtime snacks for toddlers, this is a big, big, big topic, and I have a lot to tell you with regards to bedtime snacks today. But before I get into that, I want to ask a quick favor. If you could just hit pause on this episode right now and just leave a quick little review for me. It is like two seconds, well, maybe 30 seconds worth of your time, (laughs) but just hit five stars and just a little line about why you love this podcast, what you learn from it, anything, even topics you wanna hear about, anything like that, it really, really helps to see the feedback And it's the best way to support me so I can continue to produce more content like this for you and to be pushed out to more parents just like you so I can help them as well. So thank you so, so much in advance for that. And let's get to today's topic, which is about bedtime snacks for toddlers, like I said. So listen, I get a question pretty much every second day on bedtime snacks. And so it's time for me to lay this all out for you because the truth is it's really complicated and bedtime snacks work really well for some families and they can also cause some pretty frustrating repercussions for other families. So let's just jump into the juicy details of the greatly coveted by toddlers anyway bedtime snack. Okay, so let's start with the fact that bedtime snacks are there for the sole purpose of feeding your toddler because they've built up a true appetite before bed. So whether or not they get a bedtime snack is based on when their last eating opportunity was. So for example, dinner, right? And then when their bedtime is. So you need to look at the timing of these two things to determine if it's necessary to offer one. Now, I always get questions, you know, about whether or not you should offer a bedtime snack if your toddler didn't eat their dinner or if they might wake up hungry at night, like things like that. I'm gonna get into all those nuances in just a second. But I just wanna say first that I feel like sometimes we offer bedtime snacks unnecessarily, if if you want me to kind of say it that way. Like I'm not necessarily a fan of it for all toddlers. Again, if your schedule doesn't really dictate that it's required. So what I say is that, it can quickly become what I call a bedtime trap. And this is true for two reasons. So first of all, your toddler may choose to skip dinner in favor of their bedtime snack. If you're offering a snack you know, too early or if you're offering a snack when it's unwarranted, then your toddler will know that that snack is coming and they will choose to forgo that meal in order to get that amazing bedtime snack that is coming up afterwards, right? They're smart. They pick up on things quickly, especially schedules and routines, so they know what's coming up. And if they know that they always get offered a bedtime snack, especially if they know that that snack is going to be made up of some of their favorite things, so think goldfish crackers or cookies... A milk maybe, or granola bars, or I don't know, cheese string, whatever it is, they're going to skip dinner to get to the good stuff, right? Especially if that dinner includes something new or something that they're still learning to like. Why would they bother trying something that they're unsure of, or that's a little bit more challenging to eat when they know that they can, you know, say that they're not hungry and mom and dad aren't gonna make them eat it, which is awesome, by the way. We don't wanna force our kids to eat, but they know that they can just fill up on a snack shortly after, right? Like within half an hour an hour maybe. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would do this too if I was that toddler. So, thinking about that and how it can actually hinder some of the eating behaviors that we want to promote, then bedtime snacks might not actually be a good idea if it's not actually warranted, right? I'm going to get into when it's warranted in just a sec. But the reason number 2 why why sometimes bedtime snacks can throw you for a loop and and sort of ruin eating behaviors is because your toddler could use it as a way to stall bedtime. So just when you think that, you know, you've got them settled down for bed and you kiss them goodnight and you turn off the lights, you hear it. They say, I'm hungry, can I have a bedtime snack? And my kids used to do this a lot too. And like I said, toddlers are smart. They know that if they say they're hungry, you will give them a snack. If you're not choosing the feeding schedule and if you're not sticking to it, you'll leave lots of room to wonder, is my kid actually hungry or is this just a stall tactic? And if you're curious about feeding schedules, by the way, and setting them for toddlers, I do have a podcast episode on that. I will link that for you in the show notes so you can click on it and listen to it afterwards because it's really, really good. And it's pretty darn important to have a feeding schedule that you're actually sticking to. Okay, so let me just talk now about, well, when are bedtime snacks warranted? So as I have mentioned a couple times already, they're warranted when your toddler's schedule dictates that one is offered or one should be offered. And I'm going to clarify what that means. So if the gap of time between dinner ending and bedtime is 2 hours or more than a bedtime snack makes sense to include in your child's feeding schedule. I mean, it makes sense that they will have built up enough hunger after dinner time within a 2 hour period that, you know, they should actually have something filling their bellies before bedtime, right? They you don't want them to be waking up hungry, you don't want them to be going to bed hungry. And that's just kind of the time it takes for kids to digest most of their meals and their snack. So that makes total sense. So let's just say, let's go through a couple examples. Let's say your dinner is at 5.30 and then bedtime is at 7 o'clock. You wouldn't offer a bedtime snack. That's an hour and a half. And I'm not saying that this is like strict every single time. I'm going to talk about some exceptions in a sec. But generally speaking... If we want to promote eating at dinner time, you've got to set that precedent that there's not going to be a snack shortly after that you can just skip dinner again and have that bedtime snack. So an hour and a half is not really long enough that you would say, oh, your kid's going to be starving again. So you wouldn't offer a bedtime snack in that situation. If dinner was at five, but then bedtime was at 7.30, well then yeah, you might offer a bedtime snack at that point because you're two and a half hours later. If dinner was at five, you could have a bedtime snack at 7.15 and then, you know, again, bedtime at 7.30. That, that's kind of how I would schedule it out. So let me just go through a couple tips to keep in mind when you're serving these bedtime snacks. First of all, my opinion is that snacks are always served, or I should say a bedtime snack is always served, or a bedtime snack is, you know, never served there will be exceptions as I keep saying, but for the most part, never served. There's no real in-between on this because if you choose to serve a bedtime snack, again, based on your feeding schedule, you've made a decision that it makes sense to fit in there in that schedule and therefore should always be there. So just like there's always a morning snack or there's always an afternoon snack, there can always be a bedtime snack, that's totally fine. But it can't be served as a backup when they don't eat their dinner because that's going to promote bad eating behavior again. And it can't be offered just because they ask for it because then they're stepping into your feeding role. I've talked a lot about feeding roles before, Division of Responsibility, I also have a podcast episode on that and you can't just offer it when they say they're hungry before bed because again stall tactics right so snacks are on a schedule and that's just the way it always goes meals are on a schedule it's not a strict schedule it's it's not rigid but it's it's flexible but it's a schedule and so you decide to put them there. That's your role. As a parent, you have that role, that decision-making ability, and not only that, it is within your control, and you should have that control to set the timing of meals and snacks, because you know better about that than your child does. Otherwise, your child could end up grazing all day. And again, we'll be coming to mealtimes without an appetite, and you would see so much more picky eating behavior start to happen when that happens. So... Don't do it because your child asks you to add them in, you decide it. That's basically my point. The other tip that I want to offer with bedtime snacks is that they should be offered at the table just like meals are offered at the table. This is true for all snacks. It's really the safest way for them to eat and it helps prevent choking. But especially for bedtime snacks, I really want to make a point of this because we often give them to our child and we let them, you know, take it up to their bed to eat with them. Or, you know, we give them a glass of milk and a banana, you know, before they fall asleep. And again, they're in bed or in their room or whatever it is. But I definitely want you to get in the habit of, no, we sit down. It's a set time, like any other time, again, where we sit at the table and we eat. It's one event. And then we move on and we do all the other things, like brush our teeth and, you know, put on our PJs and get in bed. So that does mean that there's no bottles of milk the crib either, by the way, um, because especially for toddlers, we really want them to be having milk in a cup at the table with their food. So that was just a little side note there. But in case you're wondering, it crosses over to the bottles of milk uh, in in their crib or in their bed as well. Um, So again, we want toddlers to be brushing their teeth after eating their snack and before going to bed to prevent cavities and from sugar staying on their teeth. Now, my third tip about bedtime snacks is it should be no longer than about 15 to 20 minutes, okay? Let them know that they have about, you know, 15, 20 minutes for their bedtime snack. You can set a little timer if if that is an issue. I will do a podcast episode on that sometime in the future, But yeah you can tell them how much time is kind of available if that's typically an issue otherwise just kind of end it when that time comes around and let them know okay it's time to start your bedtime routine you know again whether that's having a bath brushing your teeth whatever's coming next let them know that okay we've got to move on and start getting ready we got to go put on your pajamas if you do think it's necessary or that will help you know your child or make that transition like I said you can set a timer Now, if they do ask for refills while they're eating their bedtime snack, then it's totally okay to provide them with more. I am all about letting them eat to the point of fullness, and whether it's a snack, whether it's a meal, letting them eat, again, division of responsibility, them choosing how much and if they want to eat is definitely their role. That is something we do not influence them on, so I say yes, let them have more. But let's say they ask once the timer has gone off, then you can let them know that snack time's over now. They'll have more to eat at breakfast, but for now it's time to take a bath or again, whatever the next activity is. There's just no need for snacks to be long and drawn out. The reason why I say that is because you risk falling into that trap of bedtime snacks becoming a stall tactic for bed. It is one that so many toddlers use, they know it well. <laughs> and so often they'll they'll purposely eat slower or they'll pretend, they'll say I'm hungry, I still want more, and then they're just barely nibbling or they're distracted or whatever. And it's really just, I don't want to go to bed. So that's where and why I say to keep a little, um, you know, a a limit on how long bedtime snacks should be. Now, my fourth tip around bedtime snacks is they should be filling but not thrilling. This is actually a saying that Ellen Sater, who's like, the best most greatest feeding guru out there she actually came out with this saying and it's amazing it's so good for for parents to repeat i always kind of say it in my head and it just helps me figure out what to serve for bedtime snack because we all know how much kids love their typical you know quote-unquote snacky foods again those yogurt tubes goldfish cheese strings Anything you can like open with a crinkly package that's really easy, palatable. They're definitely more appealing than, you know, the food that's, you know, offered at dinner time that you serve them not so long ago. So if you keep your bedtime snack options a little bit less exciting, then it reduces the chances that they're asking for a bedtime snack just to get those coveted foods. And again, perhaps not eating their supper in favor of these. So try to exclude, you know, as best as you can anyway on most days, Try to exclude any typical treat or snacky food and instead make bedtime snacks. Um, and ideally, to be honest, most of your snacks, what I call mini meals... And it's funny, I just launched the Little Eaters Club, which is a monthly membership that we have to give ongoing support to parents who are feeding their babies and toddlers, answer FAQs, we give recipes, we have a whole video library of FAQs that, you know, I answer for you, and in-depth nutrition research, and guides, and resources, and all this amazing stuff. The point is, we just put out a video, and I actually show you demos of how I prepare mini-meals. They're essentially just snacks that look more like meals than they do like snacks, right? And that helps keep snacks on a level playing field with meals. And as long as, you know, you're offering variety with your snack, you're switching things up slightly day to day, they're not going to learn to expect a specific bedtime snack and they're going to learn that, you know what, bedtime snack could just be maybe a little bit of leftovers with maybe a glass of milk or maybe it's just, I don't know, some berries and a piece of toast or maybe... You know, it's something that looks, again, more like a meal than it does a crinkly, you know, a snack that comes out of a crinkly bag. That's my tip for you, is try and keep them filling, but not thrilling. Okay, in order to keep snacks filling, you ideally need to follow my FFP rule for snacks. So again, I'm sorry if you are a new listener today and you're like, what are all these things she's throwing out today? I do have a blog post on FFP and I also teach this inside of my toddler's course. Basically, F stands for fiber, the other F stands for fat, and the other F stands for protein. So ideally, you want two of those three sources, you know, present at snack time for it to be filling and for it to balance your child's blood sugar. So you would have like fiber and protein, or you'd have a fiber and fat, or you'd have a protein and fat, that kind of thing. That ensures, again, it'll keep them full, blood sugar levels balanced, they will not be waking up hungry at night. Alright, now let's move on to if there's any exceptions to these rules that I just listed. Inevitably, whenever I explain my thoughts on bedtime snacks, I always get certain follow-up questions about specific scenarios. So let's just cover those. Scenario number one, my toddler sometimes comes to me and says they're so hungry and can't go to sleep because their tummy hurts. Shouldn't I give them a snack then? So of course, there is 100%. There are gonna be times when your schedule is thrown off and it was a stressful day or perhaps your toddler didn't get the chance to eat much in a proper environment, you know, proper dinner time environment earlier. You know, days are hectic, whatever. And that can leave them actually truly really, really hungry. So in that situation, yes, of course, it totally makes sense to give your child a snack. You know, even if it's not part of your normal schedule, we're not going to be schedule Nazis here. Uh, we can't let our kids actually starve. So yes, I would say give them a snack. But the thing is with this scenario is that it has the potential to snowball. And by that, I mean, at first this happens so infrequently. You So, you know, you give in and you offer a snack. But then slowly it starts to happen more and more until all of a sudden they're begging for one every single night. And that's the thing with making exceptions. Once you do it one time, you have to be prepared for the fact that it will come up again. And that's okay. That's normal for toddlers to test that boundary and see, well, wait, can I ask for it this time? And maybe it'll work. Ideally though, again, you should be the one deciding to add in the bedtime snack, not your toddler. So if you're experiencing this scenario, I urge you to take a look at your schedule. And again, look at how spread out are there current feeding opportunities? Is there more than a two hour gap from dinner to bedtime? And determine based on that whether they need a bedtime snack. If they do, add one in before they begin asking for more and more until they think it was their idea, not yours. And if they don't, then be prepared to hold that boundary with them the next time they ask. So just expect that they're going to ask and that's okay. And I'm going to have a boundary and I'm going to hold that for them. Right, They're going to learn with time and practice that they need to be eating more at dinner to make sure their tummy feels full when they go to bed, because bedtime snack is not really a thing. We don't really do that on a day-to-day basis, a regular basis, right? So that's what I would suggest for that scenario. Scenario number two is when someone says to me, I don't offer bedtime snacks, but sometimes my toddler wakes up so hungry, like in the middle of the night, let's say they, they fell asleep, they wake up, they're hungry... What do I do then? Do I offer them food in the middle of the night? You know, I feel really bad just leaving them. And again, my answer to this is there is always, always room for that random exception. But ideally, no. I wouldn't really be giving snacks in the middle of the night, especially, you know, on a regular basis. My suggestion would be to empathize with them. I mean, they wake up, they're definitely waking up for some reason they're not going to feel great. you got to empathize with them. you got to make them feel like mom and dad are there, or mom or dad are there, I should say, Um, and that I know you're hungry. And you know what? Food's going to be available in the morning. So you can say something like, I understand your tummy hurts, and that's how it feels to be hungry, honey. Well, we're going to have breakfast in the morning to fill up that tummy. So let's start trying to check in with our tummies at dinner to make sure that they're full before we stop eating next time, okay? And that's going to basically teach them that, again, mealtime is the time to really eat. So if they're distracted, if they're leaving because they know they can get food later, or if they don't want to try to eat anything, like eat any foods that aren't their absolute favorites or something like that, that's going to teach them that, you know what, I've got I've to gotta try and eat at this time because this is our eating opportunity. And after that, I'm not going to get anything. And Also, that a little touch of hunger isn't going to hurt them, which I also have a a blog post and podcast episode about how hunger is not an emergency, if you want to check that one out. And so by letting them know that, you know what, we're totally going to eat in the morning. I bet you're so excited. You can even divert their attention by being like, what do you feel like having in the morning? You want some waffles? We can have some eggs, you know, whatever it is. And then get them to like think of their favorite breakfast or what do they want to have? They think about it. Okay, great. We're going to have that. And then see if you can get them back to bed, right? Just know that if we have the right feeding schedule, if we have all the strategies in place, this really should not be a regular thing that's happening. And if you know, of course, if you are really confident and you know how to set those boundaries in a very warm, empathetic way, but also in a very clear way that offers structure that doesn't, you know, make your toddler want to question it all the time. But if you're finding that this scenario is coming up really frequently for you, I'd say it's time to reevaluate your schedule. Maybe, you know what, there is actually room for a bedtime snack and that's required because even your toddler's eating at supper time and they're still hungry most nights, like they're still wanting to eat. That means, you know what, I would say add it in and then that way you cho- you choose, again, it's your decision, I'm going to add it in, I feel like it's warranted and it's going to be there every single night. So... I guess there's a lot to think about, but I'd say with that scenario, you're going to want to consider whether or not your toddler is using this as a tactic to spend time with you, to cuddle with you, come sleep in your bed, etc. So, you know, if you find that their feeding schedule looks good and a bedtime snack is not really warranted, then you'll want to evaluate what else might be going on. Maybe they're scared, you know, maybe they just want to be with you. Are they having trouble sleeping? Some toddlers don't know how to express what it is they're feeling or what it is they need, so they go for something that they know you'll react to, which is I'm hungry right so sometimes we just have to play detective a little bit to determine what's really going on but again you know maybe it makes sense to have that bedtime snack i cannot be the one to tell you no and bedtime snacks are not wrong or not horrible they can be very good when it makes sense and your child actually needs that those extra calories for them to have before bedtime based on your schedule and based on their behavior right and based on the pattern Okay, so if after all that, you know, you've taken a look at their schedule and you do decide, yes, that they should be having a bedtime snack, let's just talk about what do you actually feed them? What are some ideas? So one of my favorite things, actually, I don't know if it's my favorite thing, I'd say it's just the easiest thing, is to offer them leftovers. A lot of people ask me, are leftovers okay? Now here's the thing with leftovers. It's only cool to offer it if it's not done as a form of punishment. It's not like you're saying here, you didn't finish your supper so you have to eat this now since you didn't eat it then, you know, you have to have this as your bedtime snack. That's not cool. And there are many reasons why your child may not eat something, especially if they're a picky eater or an extreme picky eater. You know, we're basically putting them right back in that situation where they're struggling and they're it's difficult for them and yet they're hungry. And that's that's just not cool. But maybe, you know, there is some dinner left over from from that night or even the previous night or something that you could now use for a bedtime snack. But again, you kind of recognize that, oh, maybe my child will eat this now and they just, you know, were distracted or they weren't that hungry at supper time and that's okay. It's not like totally unreasonable that they would eat it, you know, for a bedtime snack. So you can definitely try that. And again. it's it's definitely very easy to do that um you don't have to make anything extra or if you know you wanted to give them leftover dinner for your for their bedtime snack you can repurpose it just ever so slightly to make it a little bit different so for example if you had chicken broccoli and rice for supper maybe you take a couple strips of chicken and broccoli and you roll it up in a tortilla you know you could put some plain greek yogurt or something so you could serve them like half of the wrap to start and then you know let them ask for the other half if they're still hungry something like that or maybe you just put a new dip or Or maybe you, you know, add something to the rice. Or maybe you have, like, some leftover broccoli and then you give a piece of toast with that. Like, that's totally fine to offer parts of dinner and then just kind of repurpose it or add something new to it so that it feels new to them and that might be a little bit easier for them to accept. Um, But other ideas that are really easy, again, filling but not thrilling – that follow the FFP rule would be toast with peanut butter and bananas, a hard boiled egg or maybe like a scrambled egg or something like that with sliced peppers. Toast, again, so easy, with maybe some butter and a slice of cheese. You could do like just classic cheese and crackers. That was always my bedtime snack as a kid. Oatmeal maybe, you can just mix in some hemp seeds. Maybe like a full fat yogurt with some applesauce stirred in. Uh, You could quickly toast like a bagel. You can give them half a bagel, spread some hummus on there. Maybe there's a muffin you can pull out real quick and a slice of cheese again. You could offer them a serving of fruit, like literally any fruit you have on hand and then just a glass of milk that's going to be filling, that'll add some protein, add lots of fat, that's going to be great before bed. Um, shredded meat. So once again, if you have something from, you know, dinner leftover, you can just add some sliced cucumbers or something like that to it. And edamame beans actually is a really, really great one. Um, you can get ones, I always get them from Costco, they're like big boxes and then they're individually packed portions uh, of edamame beans and you just throw them in the microwave if you want and just steam, it just kind of steams it in the bag and st- done in three minutes and then you can serve that to your child really really good if you do want a bigger list of snack ideas meal ideas you know along with my complete step-by-step process for feeding your toddler definitely like I said check out the feeding toddlers online course and then check out the little eaters club for all the recipes and the support and the guidance and the you know everything that you need to help you with all of your one-off scenarios and to get coaching calls with me and all that good stuff all going to help you lay a good foundation to prevent and overcome picky eating so with that i'm going to end this wrap this up thank you so so much for tuning in if you have any questions at all you can send me a dm on instagram at my little eater and i'll be sure to answer you and i'd love to hear from you so thank you so much again for tuning in and i will talk to you next week bye